Welcome to the Starsology Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Alison Price, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Arwen O'Neill. Hi, Alison. It's great to be here. So nice to have you once more. Um, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about Mars in the houses. Yeah. So Mars is one of the personal planets. It's quite an active planet. It's, uh, I, I always call it the planet that gets you off the couch. Yeah to actually go and do something. So hopefully we've got some (laughs) action-packed things coming through. So we're going to be talking about Mars going through the natal houses or the placement that it's in, whatever natal placement you have. So looking at a chart, you want to find out which house is Mars in, and that's really what we're going to be talking about. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. All right. So... Do we want to talk a little bit about Mars to start with? About its... I mean, it's the the planet of action. It's It's the planet of of your drive, what motivates you, yeah. how, what, what gets you angry, yes. gets you motivated to... Um, break a sweat. To break a sweat. Yeah. And and what gets you fired up? Yes, it's a great little planet. Um, yeah. Not that small, but it's smaller than the Earth, so we'll call it a little planet for yeah. now. But it's a great planet and um, often overlooked, I think, sometimes with astrology because everyone's looking at the Saturn and this and yeah. that. But I, Mars is a good one. It's one thing, as I've spoken previously, Mars is what got me going to start with. So here we go. So then let's get to it. So let's have a look at Mars then in the first house. Yeah, and I'm going to be quoting a little bit from this book called The Twelve Houses by Howard Sesportas. We like him. Is, yeah, he's an OG. Mm-hmm. He's a good one. So he says, Mars in the first house. And according to myth, Mars is the Roman god who's analogous to Aries in Greek mythology. Yeah. And he here Mars is is all about your identity. So at best he says Mars in the first house, they're authentic, they're spontaneous, they're refreshing. Without appearing too blunt or rude, they can be honest and self-directing, possessing the courage to respect their own priorities rather than playing the role for someone else. They're meant to meet life head on and and Mars, you know, rules the head. It's Aries rules the head. It's first house head, you know, et cetera. Yeah. It's a pun intended sort of thing. Rather than waiting for something to happen, people with this placement should take the first step. And it's the first noticeable fire sign. Um, even if, if uh, placed in, you know, a watery sign, if you have it in the first house, even if your Mars is in Cancer or Pisces, he says, um, you'll still be able to evince a strong presence. And in this house, Mars uh, may, you know, um, it may be stronger, even if, if it's placed in a, in a sort of a weaker yeah, um, sign. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, it, the first house is always a strong placement. Yeah. My father actually had this placement, yeah. and he was he was six foot six. Yes. And he always used to say, if you want to get ahead, get a hat. And he always wore a hat back in the 60s. <laughs> he was coming in, you know, this presence. Wow. You could not ignore him. Mars in the first house. Mars in the first house. So Mars in the second house calls for an aggressive, assertive, and daring uh, nature in the pursuit of money or possessions. They may take risks to attain what they want. And unfortunately, sometimes this go out and, uh, and get it quality may prove counterproductive if their manner is too rash or impatient. Machiavelli was reputed to have born, been born with Mars in the second house. Right. So Machiavelli, obviously, we have the phrase Machiavellian because because he was uh, it's all about uh, it's better to be feared than loved. I've actually read the book. It's actually quite a quite illuminating, and I, I, I bet you that most of the um, you know the, the leaders of our modern institutions have probably read or just somehow osmosed that uh, that book into you know it's either that or the Art of War by Sun Tzu, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Better to be feared than loved. Better there you go. Yeah. But he says, generally, this placement describes a strong desire nature and an urgency to enjoy the material world and the realm of the senses. So it's... Um, Massages yeah. and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And money and possessions are concrete symbols of their power and strength. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're as good as your last paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. So third house. Um, this is the house, obviously, of, commu- of, of communication. It's it's Gemini's na- natural house. But uh, so this is the, the house of someone who, you know, maybe uh, too too blunt or too rude or too, you know, aggressive verbally for their own good. Um, they may be blowing off steam and uh, they may, you know, benefit from writing down their thoughts ahead of time and, and not just uh, blurting out the first thing that always comes to mind. <laughs> um, but they can find their own initiative and learn to assert themselves by constellating um, power games with others in their early environment, he says. So this is a, this is one of the prime placements for conflicts with siblings, with teachers, and with neighbors. Um, they can be caught for, for doing things they shouldn't be by, you know, <laughs> it says uh, they, they may um, they have a restless and a high-strung nervous system, and they should try to develop uh, more self-control in their communications because they, they tend to be their fiery nature comes through in their communications with others. Wow. Yeah. But uh, they also have a strong vocabulary and a a strong verbal ability, which can definitely be useful and more and more these days because our, um, you know, communications are ourselves in in many ways. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. The pen is mightier than the sword. That's this one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a wonderful catchphrase for this placement. Absolutely. It's perfect. Great. Yeah. The fourth house, anything in the fourth house, um, according to this book, may be hidden from view, but sooner or later, the drive to express the self um, can no longer remain underground and, and it has to come out. So unfortunately, these, this can be violent outbursts in the family environment, in the home, right? Um, a, a, sort of a distressing uh, child domestic, domestic mm. experience. Um, it says they're, um, you know, more than the fourth house, they, they often feel like uh, they've been locked in sort of, and, uh, and maybe they, they felt like they were being suppressed in their childhood and, and they have sort of anger that, uh, that has been boiling up and, and can kind of burst out in unexpected ways. And, uh, and this has to do with their, their childhood father, usually, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. usually the hidden parent mm-hmm. uh, may be experienced as someone who's powerful and, and pushy and argumentative and potent, possibly even violent. And uh, they may have to do battle with their father in order to reclaim their own sense of autonomy. So it may be actual father mm. or or their internalized, um, you know, idea of a father. And often mm. they will come from a background of, um, you know, sort of survivors of abuse in some ways. But that can create a very powerful and resilient personality if they're able to get through it and use those experiences mm. for good. I often find that this particular placement um, inclines to to young men particularly joining the army mm. and for the wow. for the for the fatherhood or whatever or the the, fatherland. for the fatherland yeah. and they go and they go and do boys things and blow things up and get to play with guns and that and a lot of soldiers have mars in the fourth house because of that fascinating yeah yeah, yeah. it really is a um, it has to be expressed mars it's, it's going to come out yeah mm. interesting and it, i mean maybe it has something to do with it being the the um 
Cancer's native house. So it's Mars in a, in a you know, in a very feminine and, and sort of submerged position yeah. in the chart. But it's, it's and, and so there's this land, boyish, yeah. boyish uh, expression of, of Mars in a very almost um, childlike kind of, I'm thinking of Lord of the Flies, you know, yeah. kind of boys with, with uh, sticks, sharpened sticks yep. running around and burning things. Setting fire to things, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It wow. says, uh, the, the very last sentence here is that sometimes it's not until the um, later in the second half of life that they're often uh, free from ties and restrictions enough to fully attend to the question, but what do I really want? Yes, yes. So, yeah. It's, yeah. And I also, just to bang on about this further, yeah. I do believe that people with this placement benefit from having a gym in their basement, yeah. which is which is what your fourth house is. Right, so basically. you can go down there, break a sweat, or take the stairs. Yeah. But you have to break a sweat to get the energy out somehow. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want it coming out through the family dynamics. So, yeah. 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 Go, mm-hmm. go to the man cave and pop some weights. Or, yep. Yeah. Go take the stairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Mars in the fifth house. This is the house of play. It's the house of the, uh, the uh, proverbial sandbox. So it's about creativity. Mm. Uh, it's not just good enough to do something. It must be done dramatically and with your entire heart. Um, there's a natural vitality and enthusiasm that stamps their individuality onto everything they do. Um, you may not, you know, be a, a great artist necessarily, but it will be with with emotion and with heart and with with vitality, and it'll be genuine. So you're you're going to uh, have a competitive spirit when it comes to your creative pursuits, mm-hmm. and you're you know you're going to be sort of full of uh, of, of zealousness and uh, and impulsivity when it comes to creativity or or you know, maybe you'll have uh, you'll have children who you'll put into sporting events and, and definitely at an boys. Early age, yeah, or girls. You know, whatever. When uh, my partner plays hockey, and on the weekends there are a bunch of little, like I say, little, but they, I mean, honestly, like they're girls below the age of ten. I'm pretty sure who come in right after these, you know, these men in their, uh, you know, they're all over 40, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's all these little, like little 10 year old girls all in their hockey gear. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're just like fierce. They just want to play. Yeah. They don't care that there's a bunch of like half naked middle-aged men, like in the shower room before them. They're like, yeah, I wanna, you know, get out there. And sporty. Very sporty. Pucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So if you're the, the, the mom or dad of, of one of these kids. Get the, them into sports. Mars in the fifth house. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mars in the sixth. So anything to do with the sixth house has to do with work or health. And if you have Mars in the sixth house, it can give you a great deal of um, not necessarily ambition, but endurance. It's it's a finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's workaholic. It self- really- it's a workaholic for sure. That's a really good way of putting it. You might not be um, the boss. You might not be recognized for it, but you will work hard yeah. in this, with this placement. Yeah. This is the person who goes and knows where the stepladder is to go and do the whatever that needs doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then in the seventh house. Yeah. Seventh house is so what placement do you have? Well, I happen to have Mars in the seventh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the house of partnerships, obviously. It's the house of your mate. And my mate happens to be a Scorpio. So, of course, that's ruled by Mars. And, mm-hmm. and he plays and hockey. And... There you go. And he's yes, a very active, sporty kind of martial sort of guy. I never knew he played hockey until recently, actually. I have oh, no yeah. idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, he played hockey at a very young age. He's mm-hmm. in the junior league and uh, almost professional, et cetera. And 
Yeah, hitting a place like two or three times a week now. Mm-hmm. I think we did do an we did do an episode regarding his uh, yeah. Mars, didn't we? So yeah. we'll have a look at that. He's that was the Mars, Mars and Leo. Leo. Yeah. yeah. So we'll link that as well in the in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. If you're interested in Mars, that's a really good mm-hmm. one. But yeah, people in um, with Mars in the seventh, um, they can sometimes have relationships that are filled with strife and and conflict. Yes. Luckily, I don't have that, but I do definitely like to. Um, you stir the pot, don't you? <laughs> I'd like to do active things <laughs> with my partner, and I do like to have a, a bit of verbal sparring. I, I do not. You do? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, sometimes people think that we're fighting, but we're I know. absolutely not. Imagine that. We are just, <laughs> we are bickering sometimes, and we like it, and it's... Uh, it's That's fine. It works for yeah. you. It works for us. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It says that people with this placement sometimes come on so strongly that they frighten others away. <laughs> but uh, conversely... Some others may be attracted to this obvious martial quality, which they put forward to. I uh, do think I see that. People. I see that in you. You, yeah. you can be quite. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny. Maybe I come across that way, but I also have Scorpio rising, so it's a front. I'm not actually that aggressive, but I appear that way sometimes yes. on the surface. And then when you get to know me, you realize I actually really just want to be Ooh. given an assignment. <laughs> But then, yeah, but then, do, I agree. I don't want to be all the one making decisions all the time. Well, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, but but that's that's the thing too. It's projection, right? It's Mars yes. in the seventh house. You project that strength onto someone else, and God willing, they are actually able to <laughs> hold that and uh, and fulfill yeah. their duty. Yeah. yeah, Mars in the eighth house. Okay. Yes, this is the house of well, sex, death, and taxes, as we always say. So Mars in the eighth house, wow. Um, it's in his own house, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you have probably seen a lot of people in your consulting practice who, what would you? I think this, I think this shows, I want to say trauma. I'm going to mm-hmm. pussyfoot around this topic. But sexual trauma of, of many, many different ways. And um, wow. it's actively, uh, it's a hot topic. And yeah. Um, it has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. Something has to be done. It cannot be swept under the carpet when Mars is in the eighth right. house. So a situation unfolds and it has to be dealt with. So yeah. is this the house of hashtag me too? Well, yes. <laughs> you know, and all sorts of things come out and you think, gosh, I wish I hadn't heard that. But anyway, yeah, um, it's coming through. So there is definitely uh, trauma in this in this particular placement frequently. Yeah. And again, it has to be expressed. You've got to go to the gym and break a sweat. Yeah. This yeah. is my best advice. If you've got a difficult Mars placement, go and break a sweat every day and get it out. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. In, in in this book, it does say um, it's important to meet others and, and to connect with others if you have this placement. It says those with the, with Mars, Mars in the eighth house often discover and have to grapple with the darker emotions of blind lust, envy, greed, jealousy, etc., and the need or ability to transmute those seething feelings into a more constructive expression depends to some degree on their aspects that the Mars makes. Yes. And if they have difficult aspects to, um, you know, to Mars from the outer planets, this can be more, you know, challenging. Yes. But uh, there's a burning need to actually do something with that energy. Exactly. It cannot be ignored. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also maybe in an interest in the occult or sort of the darker side of, you know, probably the black magic. You, I want to say that absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason that you have seen so many people with this, and it immediately comes to mind, is probably because astrology tends to be one of those things which attracts them. Yeah, yeah 
That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, Mars and the Moon. Ninth house, surely. Yeah. We have good news, surely. Yeah, higher education, philosophy, religion, um, journeys into the, you know, ab abroad. And the, you know, the, the, Mars is is giving you that that instigation to do that to, to get off the couch that, and go and go and travel that fire to learn yeah. to absorb knowledge to to become an expert or a philosopher or hmm. a wandering priest. I'm thinking Something. of that old kung fu show where he walked the earth and went into different villages. Every <laughs> you know there was always there was always fighting, but there was also yes. like uh, philosophy. And, it's this planet yeah. where you got to use your energy. Yeah. and get it out yeah. and if you don't get it out in a positive way it will seep through the cracks negatively yeah so always know what the issue is and work it through yeah yeah you yeah. can't ignore these things yeah yeah exactly and it's also i i think this is almost like the position of the whistleblower like this Ooh. is a, right I mean, I'm thinking of um, Edward Snowden or, or Chelsea Manning and yes. you know, firing those um, arrows of, I believe yeah. Chelsea Manning has a lot of placements in Sagittarius and Scorpio, which I okay. her chart a while ago. And yeah. it's fascinating, fascinating. Even though we don't have a birth time, um, even what we do have is amazing. And uh, and so much. Just it is, cannot be ignored. Cannot That's be most, ignored. It yeah. will not be ignored. Yeah. And, you know, not only am I going to reveal all of these hidden, evil, dark truths about the war and, and all this stuff, but, you know, not only that, but call me Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Shoot me now. Yeah. Is, yeah okay. Shoot me now. Yeah. 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 And then gets pardoned. I, I love it. I mean, I'm so sorry if anyone listening is like, no, she's a traitor. Blah, like, no. She's a hero. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Mars in the 10th. Mars in the 10th. It's one of the most ambitious of all the places. Oh, Yes. There's a need to be seen as powerful, strong, and assertive, and having a career which brings those qualities to the fore may be one way of expressing that, um, but also just being finding a way to be recognized or an influencer, or and it's never been easy to be a little bit famous, <laughs> you know, and yeah. use your expertise and Sportsman show fame, others yeah. the way lead by example yeah. it's the entrepreneurial as well right yeah. i will do this by myself and to hold with you lot yeah. yeah yeah exactly and you may you know it, there may be a ruthlessness about it but that that really depends on other things in in you know where mars is if it's in cancer you know maybe not so ruthless but mm -hmm. uh, if it's in leo it just maybe just wants everyone to like admire it but but yeah it's it's not a bad placement it's great mm -hmm. it yeah. gets things done for sure mm -hmm. Mars in the 11th. Mm -hmm. This is the house of groups, participation with friends, organizations, and involvement with all kinds of, of uh, you know, social activities. So it's a great placement, I would think. And it's it's good for anyone who is group-minded. You can you can bring your, your martial qualities to organizing people. Mm -hmm. to um, Team player. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're a team player, and, and you, can, you can help bring together different aspects of, mm -hmm. of life into a pursuit that's humanitarian or that's going to get something done or it's just going to be fun and everyone's going to benefit from it mm -hmm. and everyone's going to break it. Yeah, spirit. Mars is not this ego-driven thing. It's something yeah. where they'll put energy into, yeah. even like our astrology groups we were talking about, yeah. where they will drive and say, let's do this, let's do that, let's do the next thing. Yeah, it's not just, uh, you know. It's not about me, me, me. It's yeah. about let's energize the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Let's all develop and, and evolve. Yes. And it says it's quite clear about its objectives and goals, which is another thing. Mm -hmm. 
So Mars in the 12th. Right. Now, this has got to be a contradiction, if ever there was one. Right. Exactly. It says Mars at is at its most manic and inconsistent in the 12th house. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's not like Mars to be elusive mm-hmm. and, and Neptunian, but uh, the natural aggress- aggressive nature of Mars may sometimes be disguised or vague or, or subdued. To, subdued, exactly, mm. and, and passive because the 12th house is sort of this hidden hidden house, but it can also come out in whining, passive aggressiveness, mm. um, you know, using other people to sort of, bring out throwing grenades and then watching what happens exactly yeah yeah and um it can be a a sort of destructive mars even though it's in the 12th house and that's not necessarily an aggressive house it can it can actually do a lot of damage because mars is it's an aggressive forceful nature but it's not underhanded Mm -hmm. and in the 12th house it can kind of become twisted and uh and dark and not Wow. So if this is, if you've got Mars in the 12th, the, what is the solution to this? Too? Well, it's, it's awareness. Mm. It needs to affirm its own power and identity. It needs to explore what unexpressed anger it has. Yes. And to figure out constructive ways to, to let go of, of anything that's been sort of gnawing away at it. Mm-hmm. Um, fighting your own battles and not using or manipulating others. And I think you can be your own worst enemy with this placement. That is exactly mm. it. Yeah, that's a really good But, the, you know, the upside has to be, again, I'm a firm believer in this, break a sweat with Mars, get yeah. it out, because yeah. if you don't, it will come out anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things it says in this book at the very end here of this chapter is that you might benefit from actively investigating and interpreting your dreams. Yes, that's a good one. Use your subconscious and and figure out what's going on. Like uh, just uh, mm. yeah. The tiger's chasing you. Therefore, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Right mm. along. Right Stop along. wearing striped pajamas or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it's I, I, yeah, it's an interesting planet. Tell, I did, tell ChatGPT about your dreams and ask it for an interpretation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Yeah. Mars is a great planet. It's a planet yeah. that where you can, if you tap into it, you, this is how you get things done. Um, it's not one that just sits complacently there. It will be. It will make its presence felt yeah. in your chart, yeah. and um, if, depending, on, of course, how strongly placed it is. But it's one of those planets that you can lean into and get things done, yeah. whatever that happens to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We all have Mars somewhere. We absolutely we do, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So this has been great. We've had a look at Mars through the houses. Um, we've discovered that Mars is quite an active planet. I think most of you probably even know that, but it definitely is. It's one of the, it's your high energy planet. It's why it's a planet that you can need to you can lean into and, and use the energy. And why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so it's been great. And um, if you found value in this episode, please do consider sharing it with somebody who may be interested. And if you have any astrology questions, you can email us at starsology at gmail.com yes please do reach out to us yeah so thank you so much again arwen for coming through and sharing your insights about mars in the houses thank you for having me yeah no of course it's been it's been a lot of fun and um i i love some good solid astrology it really does help with interpretation yes absolutely thank you so much thanks for listening Bye. bye Thanks so much for getting this far through the episode. 
I just want to take a moment to tell you about the two main options of my astrology services. So the first one is coaching. If you are an aspiring astrologer, and by that I mean someone who's perhaps a hobbyist astrologer or someone who's learning astrology or a student, or you've got a few books and you've been doing it for a while, but perhaps you need a little bit of help to bring it all together, then maybe getting some astrological coaching from me would be the answer for you. The astrology coaching I offer is a one-hour session on Zoom, and it's tailored to answer your particular questions. For example, if you have issues with natal chart readings, we can go there. Or if you're having problems working with your forecasting, we can go there. Or even basic astrology stuff, or even getting yourself organized for your astrology business. The idea is that astrological coaching will answer your particular questions. It's tailored specifically to you and where you are in your astrological journey. And I'm happy to help you out with some guidance about how you can get going, what to focus on and what to dismiss. So that would be the astrological coaching for people trying to learn astrology. The second astrological service I offer is consultations. So this is for someone who perhaps doesn't know anything about astrology, but they just want to have their chart read or get their chart done. Call it what you will. So once more, this is a one hour consultation over Zoom. I will interpret your chart, tell you about the main features, tell you about where the energy is flowing and all the rest of what is entailed in a thorough natal chart interpretation. I can also add in some forecasting in there too, bearing in mind we only have one hour. So just in summary, I've got coaching for people who want to learn astrology and I've got uh, consultations for those who want to get an astrology reading done. I'm Alison Price from Starsology.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.